this is Lenny from the Hatcher Maybe Project, and you're listening. Being a superhero is bad for your health. Now that you're here, why don't you stay a while? The coffee's all brewing here on Carla's Coffee House, HGV Canada. Stick around. We're going to have a good time tonight. Well, good evening, everyone. This is Carla, and you're listening to Carla's Coffee House on HGB Canada. I want to just say thank you very much for those who are carrying the show. You're probably listening on Q108 Kingston and MDO on that radio. Um, I'm probably somewhere else, too. I just don't remember because it was a work day, and I just got off, had a great big meal. Thank you very much to the household that just made the best meal. Over eight, of course, because it was so good. And now I'm in that daze, you know. <laughs> but we've got a special show again lined up for you tonight. We are going to have Stacy K on. And Stacy, I'm going to give you a little bit of background about her before we give her a call and get her on the air with us today. I want to let you know that Stacy has quite a, a what do you call it, a portfolio. Um, she has been on the scene for quite a while. She has had Howard Stern, Heidi Klum, Howie Mandel, and the Spice Girl Mel B as advanced contestants. As an advanced as she was an advanced contestant <laughs> on season ten of America's Got Talent. She's from Cambridge, Ontario, and um, she has performed with Stevie Wonder's band at the David Foster concert. K.D. Lang at the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame induction ceremony. The Tenors at the Toronto International Film Festival. And CeeLo Green. She was a member of the award-winning acapella group A440. Oh, I love it. Spelled E-H-440. And starred on the Broadway national tour of Godspell. So that's who we're going to be talking about, uh, talking about, talking to today. I hope I don't stutter and spit all through this tonight. <laughs> My goodness, you get days like that, right, folks? Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to give you a Stacy song right now. This is Stacy K with an, her song called Show You What I, I Got. She's very varied. I'm going to tell you that. She sounds popish sometimes. She sounds folk. So I'm giving you a little taste of everything Stacy tonight here on Carla's Coffee House.
You're listening to Stacy K here on Carla's Coffee House, and we have Stacy on the phone with us right now. Hi, Stacy. Hello, Carla. How you doing? <laughs> doing real good now that we had a moment to chat while your song was playing. I know that's crazy. We we realized that our family and you were like from the same place in Moncton, New Brunswick. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes, I've had. Uh, I lived in Moncton. I've. Uh, Lived in Fredericton. I kind of tried to make the whole province of New Brunswick my own there at one point. <laughs> That's amazing. My nanny, who is who, actually, I don't know, people that are, she always calls it down east. My nanny is from, was born in Moncton, so she's given me, like, the full history on that place. And so I feel like I know more about it than I should because <laughs> I've only been there once when I was 10. But, <laughs> but I remember it, though, I do. <laughs> You'll have to. But how are you doing today? <laughs> now you're in. Is your, now you're in what city? I'm now in Brampton. Um, in Brampton, okay. Yeah, I came out here uh, to, to do some work for music as well, so I said, well, I'll just come out here and do some music work and some other kind of work and see how it goes. That's amazing. Brampton is also the place that I get my hair done sometimes, so there's another connection there. <laughs> well, look at that. Maybe we'll have to hook up for coffee if you drink coffee. I know, right? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so does your gram, does she, spe- does she speak Shiak? Did she tell you about the Shiak? Oh, no. Well, she probably does, and that's why she has like a weird accent, and I don't know why. But That's <laughs> probably that? why. Shiak is actually a type of English-French mixture of language wow. that's specifically to that region of New Brunswick. That's so funny. She does say words very strange sometimes, and I'm like, you're pronouncing that incorrectly. She's like, you don't get it. Like, you know? <laughs> so I just am like, you know what? She's probably right, so I'll just let her keep talking like that. So now it's explained. That's amazing. And that is so cool. I just made my day. So Stacy, you're so are you living in Ontario now, right, full time? Yeah, I live in, yeah, I've never lived in Moncton. Um, I was actually born in Cambridge, Ontario. I grew up in Cambridge, and then I moved to Toronto. I've lived here for, like, the last 10 years, um, at, right after I graduated from school from Sheridan College for Musical Theatre. I, I decided to move to Toronto would be the best move to try to, you know, kind of make it in the music industry and try my hardest. So I've lived in Toronto for the last, 10, like, I think, actually, I'm saying 10. I think it was, like, 8 or 9, but 
I, I feels like it's been forever here in Toronto. I love this city, though. It is a great city. People complain about Toronto, but I, I think it's one of the greatest cities on earth. I love it here. Yeah, I think you have to have, like, a certain mentality to like it because I always, like, so it's funny that we speak of, like, my nanny, like, her and my parents and stuff. Like, sometimes, like, they're scared because they think Toronto's, like, this big, scary place or whatever. But it's actually, I find, quite the opposite when you actually live here. But I do, I do understand it's not for everybody, though. Like, I really like action and people watching. And I like, you know, like, people at Christmas time will say, oh, you can't go to the Eaton Center because it's so busy. Like, I actually prefer when it's like that because I think it's fun to just see everybody out and see a bunch of people. So uh, this city is, like, perfect for me. <laughs> I also love, I, I love, like, busy, you know, like, I like New York City and stuff like that, too. So I realize it's not for everybody, but specifically to my needs, I love Toronto. <laughs> yes, and if you're a musician, too, you like the more people around you, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Always performing, always like an audience, just in case something happens. <laughs> it sounds like you might have a little comedy routine that goes on in your acts, too. Am, am I guessing right? Oh my gosh. Well, it's so funny because I, I don't think I ever like intended on doing like comedy and humor and stuff like that, but I think in my personality, like just all my life, I've loved comedy and I've always wanted to be on Saturday Night Live. And so when I do, when I do live shows and even when I do music videos and stuff like that, I always try to find like a little twist of humor. And, and during my shows, I think it's really important to speak to the audience you know some bands will sing but and i think that's their choice and it's, it's if it's their style but they'll sing all of their songs and maybe speak to us once i think it's really important in a show to like for the audience member to get to know who you are to understand you know why you wrote that song or why you're singing this or why you're acting this way on stage you know what i mean <laughs> so so i do add comedy into my shows for sure <laughs> I know, I said the same way, it just kind of, if it's in your personality, it just naturally flows out of you. You can't seem to help it. Well, I know, and I think some people, like, try to act cooler than they are, and I think, like, to the, like, it got to a certain point where I'm like, I just need to embrace that I'm kind of, like, weird, and, like, I'm also, like, clumsy, and I like to, like, make awkward jokes, and I awkwardly laugh and all that, so instead of, like, (laughs) hiding that, I just decide to embrace it, and so if you come to, like, one of my shows or see something like that, you, you see that, like, my band and myself were all very like lighthearted and fun and like like it's just I, I had decided to like go with it as opposed to try to go against it because <laughs> that's never gonna work out no that's and that's a, that's always a good way to do it and you know people you know I had a conversation with one of my friends about this one t- day and I said well, why do you go to see a show I said why well good music I said yeah I know I mean you're not gonna want to go see a crappy band right I mean no. you do you're going to see music that you like but I said, what is it that makes it so memorable? And they had to stop and think about it because you just do things, right, automatically. And they said, right. yeah, it's it's connecting and having fun. I said, exactly, because I said, we're all stressed out every day, you know, about something. Yeah. I said, so when you go to that, that venue to see your artist that you want to see, you want to connect and you want to have a little fun, lightheartedness, even if it's a serious song, you want to connect to that artist so badly. A hundred percent, and it's also different because I, you know, I, I remember I went to a band a long time ago that I will not name, but I love them and they're an amazing band, and they didn't speak to the audience once, and it was almost like that we were watching a TV show or a music video, and it's not like it was a live show, right? So I think that, especially at a live show, you know, you can't pretend like 
that those people aren't standing right in front of you, right? So if, if you don't ever acknowledge the people standing right in front of you, to me, that's bizarre. Like, that's crazy. So, But I know that that happens a lot. And and I think that some people are shyer than others, and that's mm-hmm. okay, too. Yep. Um, but And I think that that's fine. But as long as you acknowledge, yes, I know you're here, and, like, and I appreciate that, and we're having this, like, moment together tonight or whatever, then I think that's really important. And I do always have more fun when I know like that the person is likable on stage there, there was um there's a singer named sarah Bareilles. do you know her no i don't know she's that like, name sarah Bareilles is like um she's like a, she's an amazing singer she also just like wrote the musical waitress on broadway and she was in like she's just an amazing singer and i didn't she she had sings uh, very serious songs though and i went to see her in concert in toronto and she was like a stand-up comedian and i i was like i didn't not know this girl was funny but that made me like her and her music so much more i already loved it before but it made me love it so much more because i knew that she was like a real person you know and yeah and i've heard that michael buble i've never seen him in concert but i've heard that michael buble is like actually could be a stand-up comedian that he's like one of the funniest people which i find so funny because it doesn't seem like that you know <laughs> that's right <laughs> he's, he's not like branded that way that's for sure. yeah exactly he's not branded that way at all and apparently he's very funny. <laughs> so I like that. I like that about those guys. You know, while we're talking about funny and, you know, uplifting and whatnot, there was, uh, um, you had an experience, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, in the music industry where they basically told you, well, hey, you're not sellable unless you change your image, you change who you are, oh, basically. A hundred percent, yeah. But, so I... And this has happened multiple times throughout my career, but, you know, for people, like, listening, so the, the, my body type, I'm, like, a courageous female, so I'm not, like, a, like, tiny little thin, like, girl, which is great if you are, but I'm not, um, and so I got, I have curves, and I, I sing, and I rap, and I like to wear crazy hair color, and, like, so I don't look like a stereotypical girl coming into the pop scene, especially in Canada, um, so there, there has been times in the past where I've been told, uh, like specifically, like you need to lose like 50, 60. And then they're like, actually 90 pounds, you need to oh. lose 90 pounds. You need to, um, to stop rapping. We need you to, because they, they associated with me with Adele. So because I'm this curvy girl and Adele, like Adele and I have similar body types, they felt as if I should sing like Adele, even though there already is an Adele out there. So they wanted me to sing slow songs be calm on stage, um, you know, but I'm the kind of person I like to do up-tempo, I like to dance, I like to rap, I like to sing, I like to do all of it. And so I found that really hard. I did, I tried it for a while. I did try to change who I was and I started writing all these slow ballads and love songs and it just didn't ever work out the way, like I, it, the good things weren't happening because I was, you know, trying to be someone else. And then I thought, well, there's a different option. And the other option is I could just continue being who I am and doing what I do and doing what I do best. And then that's when great things started happening to me once I like just decided to like embrace who I was. <laughs> it was, you know, it's so funny because the very same people, like after I, I had this, you know, confidence change and this mentality about life change, then all of a sudden they started liking my music and they started liking what I was bringing to the table. So it's so funny because it's like whatever you put out there, as long as you're confident with it, I think you can um, make the people realize around you what, 
like what's true and what's you know what I mean yeah exactly like, so it was the vibe that I think I was giving off in the beginning because I was and then once I just made that decision for myself that that's when I honestly like good things started happening it was so weird it's funny but it's all like a law of attraction isn't it like once you know yeah. yourself who you are and you're you're happy with it you're totally fine in your own skin it's like people yeah, either 100%. like get off the train or they come on board. It's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I like that. <laughs> I like get off the train or come on board. That's funny. I'm going to use that. <laughs> I love it. And, and that's the thing, too. And, yeah, like, I cannot deny that it's not going to be a little bit more difficult being somebody who isn't what a stereotypical, you know, pop singer looks like. I, I get it because I can't deny that. The world has, you know, done like a certain, <laughs> like they've kind of like the media and stuff like that has made us believe like this is what a famous person looks like, right? Yeah. And if you don't look like that, then they make a huge deal about that. Like I thought, I found it very interesting. Like Megan Trainer wrote the song all about that bass, and it's so funny to me because it's like I don't, I don't even know if she would have been successful if she didn't write that song. It's like she had to mention. I am bigger than other singers, so I'm going to write about it. Like, it's something that always has to be, um, like, like talked about. I, I, and I find that funny, too. Because if you look different, we have to acknowledge it. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, I, I can't deny that it's going to be, like, a little... It has been a little bit more difficult, but I like that, too. Because I like the challenge, and I also like changing people's mentality about things as well i also do motivational speaking for um like high school students and college students and that's one main thing that i talk about as well as body image and what you know the media and what this world today has made us think and feel so i think it's important to talk about absolutely like it is, it is so important like Im image is everything um and it's it's a shame that we we're stuck in that kind of thing but at the same time, we have eyes, we see it, you know, so like, you know, and yeah. we compare. It's just the human way of doing things. It doesn't make it right. Um, and maybe the tools that we have in order to be able to do it could be improved upon greatly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it no, is so because true. like you spend so much time, right, in, in the music, branding yourself, getting that image out, trying to tell people what you're about through the image, you know, and it's, it's painstaking, um, fun sometimes. Because you're discovering new elements of, of what you can show forth, you know, without using a whole lot of words or even the music. But it yeah. is, it, it does, it sticks with you and it stays with you. You know, there was this lady, I love her to death. She was one of my fans in New Brunswick. And I always wore, <laughs> I, I washed it in between, trust me, the same shirt. <laughs> I'm like, where is this going to go? That's <laughs> Hang on to your seat there. <laughs> but I wore the same shirt to every show that I played. And I showed up on TV to do a, a, a telethon, you know, to raise money at Christmas time. And I did not have the shirt on. Well, yeah. I heard about it. <laughs> That's so funny. It wasn't. It just it, shocked me. I'm like, seriously, that shirt means that much to you? Like that, that yeah, image really worked? That's brand that you created, right? Like that was you. Thing, and, it's, and you don't even realize someone was like obsessed with it, right? <laughs> <I know. laughs> That's really funny. And oh my, my singing wasn't as good because I didn't have the shirt on. <laughs> See, I'm, you know, as much as I try to deny it, I'm a little bit superstitious, so I probably would have been like freaking out if you didn't have the shirt on too. <laughs> so, 
that's really funny. But it's true. And you know, it's so funny what you don't realize, like, other people are thinking. It's always like a weird, like, trippy conversation I have with my boyfriend and stuff as well. It's like, you never know. Like, we talk about people all the time, like, in a good way. We'll be like, remember that person, you know, I used to go to school with? I miss them or whatever. That person has no idea that I'm talking about them. And so I always say, like, I wonder if anyone ever, like, brings their name up or whatever. And then I find out at shows... After, like, someone would say, like, oh, my, um, at, you know, someone told me at Christmas time, we just had your YouTube music videos playing in the background the whole time. And, like, that is crazy. That in, like, someone's family celebrations, like, I was involved in it somehow, and I had <laughs> no idea that that was happening. Like, people love certain things that you have no idea about. So that's really funny. The shirt, they <laughs> loved your shirt so much. <laughs> We are so human, right? (laughs) That's so funny. I love it. Now, when speaking of human, like you were a part of what a lot of people would be going like, really? You know, you were you were part of the uh, not the voice, the other one. America's Got Talent. America's Got Talent, right? Tell me a little bit of (laughs) that. (laughs) Whoops. They're all they're all produced by. They're all. It's so funny because I found this out after American Idol, uh, The Voice. America's Got Talent, they all have the same producers. So it's basically like, those people are kajillionaires probably because they thought of all these show concepts. But yeah, that same, show was, same was thing, crazy. only different, really. Yeah, right, exactly, exactly. That show was crazy because I was a Canadian on the show and they let me on the show because I have a had a, like a visa, a working visa for the United States. So I was like legally allowed to be on it because I had like a work permit to be on it. And, um, it's, the, the thing about the show is that it's very, like, like, I can't say too much because I'm legally not allowed to. I had to sign this, like, very thick contract. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, it's, it's not exactly what you see on TV. Like, there, there are a lot of times where, you know, they'll say, like, we need you to, like, get teary-eyed while you say that. And, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, you want me to cry? Okay, I'll try. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those little things. But the, the um, amazing part of that show is when you're singing on that stage, it's, it's the, first of all, it's the stage that the, I think the Emmy Awards were actually at the the same the theater. It's, basically, it's one of the theaters in Los Angeles that um, the, the, all the award shows are at. But it, so that was really cool to be on that stage. And then to have like four celebrities like 10 feet away from me. So I had Howard Stern, Heidi Klum, Howie Mandel, and Scary Spice, aka MLB. They were all, you know, like 10 feet away from me, and I had to perform for them in front of thousands of people. They packed a full audience full of people, and it's just like a crazy experience. So I made it through to like the final, like stuff. They were called like the final rounds, but there were still like a bunch of episodes left. But what they did was they like pit me against this like American band. So it was like the Canadian band versus the American band. And then Howie Mandel, the Canadian, said, <laughs> America has spoken. And then I got cut from the show. Aww. <laughs> so, yeah. It, 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 you know, don't, this is the thing. As like awful, uh, like it sucks that I got cut and didn't win a million dollars. Whatever, I was still on that show, and the fact that I was on that show, one, was so cool to watch myself back on TV, and two, it helped me so much um, with jobs and in my career to have, you know, like America's Got Talent on my resume, 
So I'm so thankful and happy to be on that show. Like it was like such a life changing experience. Oh, wow. That's absolutely, totally incredible. Like, you know, yeah. I don't think I'd have the nerves to actually do what you you did because that, you know, one thing, it, you, you know, any talent show you go into, right? You know, there's there's judges, there's people, you know, cheering for their people. And but I mean, you're you're on national TV and people that love that yeah. show, they're watching. <laughs> I know. And that's the thing. And I don't ever for some reason, I don't ever get nervous anymore. Like going on. Uh, if I have to do a show or anything that I do, I don't really get nervous anymore because I think it's just what I love to do. But that specific day, I was like this. I, people who have stage fright, I now understand because it was an awful feeling. I was like, I felt sick and shaky and I was like, oh my gosh, I've never been so nervous in my life. But then as soon as I stepped on the stage, I was like, okay, I'm fine now. But I I think that's the only first time that I've ever been that nervous in my life. <laughs> what made you decide to do the show in the first place or even to try to, to audition to get on the show? Well, this is the part that not everybody knows and I'm probably not even supposed to say, but I actually didn't audition for the show the, the producers also scout people out for the show. Okay. So, um, I'm not, so I was called to be on the show because they saw some of my YouTube videos. So, um, and not everybody knows that that's how it happens, but not everybody like stands in line and actually auditions for the show, which is, I'm also so grateful for that I got this phone call. I got this phone call on April Fool's Day <laughs> and I was like, this is obviously a prank phone call. And I got, I, my manager called and said like, they want you to be on America's Got Talent. I'm like, I know you're joking me. After like an like an hour, I realized that they're not kidding, and it was actually going to happen. But then I had to phone all of my band members on April Fool's Day and say, "Hey, in a week, uh, America's Got Talent wants to fly us to Los Angeles. Are you available?" And they none, nobody believed me because <laughs> because I like to prank people all the time, and I'm like, guys, I know it's April Fool's Day, but I promise you, I'm not joking. So they eventually believed me after I like on everything and then a week later we all got on a plane to Los Angeles and we were there in front of these people like doing the song it was crazy <laughs> that is hilarious <laughs> yeah and I got to bring whoever I wanted so like I made sure like to bring my the biggest band like any like usually like sometimes in a show depending on the budget you know like you know you're a musician yourself like depending on the budget you might not bring like a full band kind of thing, right? That's right. But with this, they said I could bring whoever I wanted. So I had my, I had my sister as my backup singer. My boyfriend was playing bass for me. He's like, they, they saw that my boyfriend plays bass for me in my regular band. But I made sure to have like, I had a violin player and a horn player. And like, I just brought <laughs> them all because I was like, if they're going to pay for your flight, then sure, let's, let's get on the plane. <laughs> so yeah, it was a, cool, a really cool experience because all my best friends and my like sister was there as well. So it was really cool. How long ago was that? I think this was now a couple of years. This was two season, or season 10. I think now it's season 12 or 13 now. But it was season 10 of America's Got Talent. So it was the last year that Howard Stern was a judge, and now Simon Cowell is the new judge. Well, I thought so. Like, I don't I don't follow it because I just don't have TV. So if I at yeah. somebody's place, you know, and I kind of see it, and I, I'm always confusing it. Is that the voice? Is that what is it? And people are like, oh, geez, Carla. I said, well, I don't no, have TV. I, don't I got too much. The same. <laughs> I don't have TV either. I, I honestly watch everything on YouTube and Netflix now. Yeah. Like, I, you can find anything that you want to watch on, on the internet. So if you have a computer, then you're fine. Exactly, exactly. And, like, you know, your life's busy. And, um, like, just the last couple of days, I haven't had any dad on my phone because, you know, I got to catch up on that. 
And I, yeah. for some reason, the car, the radio, I was listening to this particular country station, and I was really having a great time listening to this new country. And my car radio just decided it's not going to have any sound come out of it anymore. Oh, my gosh. Like, the universe was just like, no, you cannot have any form of entertainment right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it felt like. So I wrote two songs in the car on, on my lunch break at work. <gasps> See? That's why. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. That forced you because you probably wouldn't have done that, right? If no, you were I wouldn't listening have. to something, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I would have played see, a game of Yahtzee or checked Facebook, yeah. <laughs> you know, see what's going on. But yeah, it's I it's really like, cool. It's it's when you don't have um uh, like social media and like the internet or even the radio, like that's actually sort of nice uh like a nice feeling, right? Cuz it's so we're so used to it. I I'm on my phone every day. And, you know, there's, there'll be times where I'm eating dinner and my boyfriend and I will look up at each other and realize, oh my gosh, we've both just been on our phone for like 10 minutes and not even realized it. Yep. So I'm actually trying to change that in my life and be more aware, especially if someone's talking to you. Like I find that sometimes I will never do this, but if someone's talking to me, that, that sometimes they'll be on their phone as I'm replying. Like it's just, it's very interesting what, what that little machine in your hand has kind of changed the world now. It's it's crazy when you see <laughs> it is it's like you can't even think about it too long because it does freak you out and like i would not normally um be on social media as much as as i i am but like you know that's how we yeah. do business these days so like anytime that you need to let people know hey i got a show coming up you got to be on there letting them know and the way these yeah. algorithms work You've kind of got to keep it up all the time in order for people to see what you want them to see. It's so true. And it's actually like, it actually is like a big issue actually with me right now because I'm struggling because I actually am not the biggest fan of, you know, going on Instagram and all that stuff every day. Some people love to do it and they're they're like amazing at it. Mm -hmm. But it's true. If you don't do it, then you get left behind. So I think, you know, I was, I was complaining to someone the other day in the business. Like, I'm like, I hate it. I hate that I have to be on Instagram every single day. And they said to me, like, the times are changing though. And that's just like the new way that you have to do your business. So you just have to accept it. And I was like, you're right. (laughs) You're right. And I guess I can't be like, Oh, I wish it was like it was 20 years ago because then I wouldn't have even gotten the opportunities that I have today without social media. Right. Like I would never be on America's got talent if I hadn't posted YouTube videos. Right. But but the thing is I, I now it's just getting so out of hand that with the new algorithm on Instagram, if you're not posting every single day, I was, I, I met with somebody that was going like uh, giving me advice and they're like a specialist on like social media and stuff. And to make it most effective, you're supposed to post three times a day mm-hmm. on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, like whatever you use. But like she said, like, for example, Instagram, three times a day, three pictures a day. That's insane. Like, I, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I know. It's almost like so, you need a person for that and a yeah, you know? and I'm not Beyonce yet, so I don't have that person. Yet. Exactly, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, so I that's one thing that I struggle with, but I do know that's important, definitely important to do, and it is helpful. It's just there's it's so competitive now that you can easily, you know, Instagram has figured it out. People use it for that reason, so now you have to pay for ads, and now you have to. It's expensive and time consuming. It's just insane. But I'll post something after we get off. <laughs> yeah, I should have been taking a picture of, you know, the microphone or something so I could post it to I another know. thought. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, it's 
That's right. That's funny. And I am curious, are you having any shows coming up soon? I am. I actually haven't performed in Toronto in so long because usually I actually perform in the United States more. Um, but I have a show. I'm so excited. It's actually my official CD release show on January 18th. It's coming up soon, actually. January 18th at the Revival Bar in Toronto. It's on College Street. And um, it's, I have my whole band is going to be there. I have special guests. And then I'm also performing with um, two amazing musicians. One is named Chad Price, who was on the launch. And the other, his name is John O'Josh. And he was in like um, the, the musical that we had in Toronto here uh, when Grease was here. He was one of the stars in that show. And he's like an amazing dancer and he has backup dancers and they're phenomenal. <laughs> so it's going to be like, so basically the show is at 7 o'clock on January 18th and it's going from 7 to 10 and it's like going to be three hours filled with like high energy, amazing entertainment. And I'm so excited to perform my songs in Toronto because I, I don't think I've performed for like a year because I've been so busy in other places, but I hate that because I live in Toronto. So... I want to perform in my city. So I'm very, very excited for this show coming up. Isn't that funny? No matter where you live, you're always playing somewhere that you don't live. Yeah. <laughs> and people keep saying, oh, tell me when you have a Toronto show. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't have one. So then finally, like I said um, my, to my manager and, and my, my band, I said, guys, we have to do one in Toronto. 2019, let's make it our, our like first task for 2019. So I actually have the, the, this first couple of weeks Actually, no, I'm not going to, no, in, tomorrow I'm going to be in Argentina, actually. <laughs> oh, my. That's, that's, I know. You know what's crazy? I have to take, it like, a 14-hour a flight tomorrow to go sing in Argentina, and it's, like, called, like, the end of the world, because it's the closest I'll ever be to, like, 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 like Antarctica. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> Holy smokes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I actually am doing that first, but then I'm coming to Toronto, and I'm going to be doing my show, which is, like the coolest it's gonna be awesome have you ever been to revival bar in toronto no i've heard about it but i have not been there yet yeah i've been there once for actually the toronto independent music awards happened uh, happened there last year that's why and i heard of it yeah yeah i think yeah that's the first time I, I had ever heard of it and then i had been there it's like the prettiest nicest like big open space like it's it's awesome i love it there so it's, it's a really i i always like when the venue is nice as well because i find that that makes the whole show just like pleasant right so the venue is really awesome too so i can't wait so when you do your shows do you do you does a venue usually hire you or do you rent the venue and put on the whole production yourself usually the um the it's so funny that you say that because i was I was just having like a panic this morning about it. Usually the venue hires me and I do the show and they're in charge of like promoting it and all that stuff. This specific time, I am organizing this show myself and I am responsible for advertising it and I am responsible for promoting it and getting the people out. So I, this morning to my boyfriend, I was like, okay, like I, I now understand all those people's jobs because this is like, this is intense. This is like kind of scary when you have to like organize something yourself. So this specific one is all me. So that puts the pressure on. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> totally. So what are you doing January 18th? <laughs> I hope you can come. <laughs> I'm going to look on my calendar and see. That's a, Is that a weekend? It's a Friday night, I believe. Yeah, it's a Friday night. Friday night. It's going to be the best Friday night of your life. Come out. 
I'm going to try. I'm going to tell you I'm going to try. And it's on College Street? It's on College Street. It's called Revival Bar. I actually, um, if I, whoever might be listening, I have all the links on my social media page. So if you visit my Instagram or my website or Facebook or all that, you can like find the information there. And so at, you can find everything at Stacy K Music. So all my handles and stuff are Stacy's belt with an E-Y. So S-T-A-C-E-Y. K-A-Y music. And then my website is also stacykmusic.com. So all the information is there. Uh, but yeah, it's January 18th, Friday night. It's going to be awesome. I'm actually really excited for, like, when, when I have shows, I have guest entertainers because I find that really fun to do because I like to be entertained at my shows as well. So I always like, get, like, the people who I think are the best singers that I know, I always get them to come up on stage and perform because, like, why not, right? <laughs> so I have, like, this guy named Tafara Anthony and this other guy named Yannick Allwood, and they're, like, two of the best singers I've ever heard in my life, like, more than famous people, and they are both singing at my show, so I cannot wait to hear them. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. And it's going to be it's three like, hours Basically, whenever I do a show, it's, like, a variety show kind of thing. So there's multiple singers all night long, so you're really, like, it's really worth it to come out just, like, be entertained because you're, so, if you don't like one of the singers, you're going to like one of the other five singers, right? So... <laughs> That's true. And, you know, I think people today now, like, you know, because we're so instantaneous, like, you know, our three second, five second bites of information that we like to gobble up and then go on to the right. next thing. I think the variety things actually work better now because people don't want to sit and see just one person for any length of time. I our, agree. Our, our mentality can't handle it because, you know, remember Vine videos? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The yeah. I miss, though, I do miss when I was like younger and I used to watch like music videos on much music that was a really fun channel to go to <laughs> and like I would sit there and I'd commit and I'd watch that whole music video for like we my sister and I would sit there for like an hour watching all the music videos but nowadays yeah you need to like go boom 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 with your entertainment and I think I, I actually do like prefer watching that kind of entertainment too so I tend to have that in my shows as well so yeah, it's, it's never, it's, I don't think it's ever boring just because it's like ever changing every, you know, two, three minutes. So, yeah, hopefully whoever's listening can come out. I, I'm sure. And this is, this is, this is being recorded as we do it live. So it, it's going to be up on, I think it's 10 platforms that we're on um, for social, um, uh, what do you call yeah. it? Uh, yeah, podcasting type stuff. So we're on iTunes and Google and everywhere. So amazing. it'll get around and around, you know, the people that sometimes can't make it to the our live show on the radio, they can actually catch it. And I'll put it up on the web pages, too, so that that people can know and can get down there and, and go see you for sure. That's awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. Oh, you're welcome. And if my feet aren't too sore from work, I might be able to hobble down, too. <laughs> That would be so fun because then I would get to meet you in real life. It's so that's another thing that I find so funny about this industry is sometimes like you and I have never met in real life before, but we're having like a wonderful conversation. <laughs> I know, right? I it's those connections. Yeah, and that's I. I said I don't know what I would have done. Like I'm not a famous musician. I you know I just do my little local things wherever I'm at, and I love doing what I do. I like putting out the yeah. albums. But the most, the thing that drives me the most is other musicians. I love that moment where you connect. A hundred percent. You know, it's like. Because those are the other people that understand exactly what you're doing and exactly what you're going through at whatever level that you're at. 
everyone has, you know, most likely gone through, like, the same thing that you've done kind of thing, right? So exactly. it's so true. I love listening to other um, musicians. I just, I was just in New Orleans for the holidays. Oh, look at you. I, just said, I said it the wrong way. They're going to make fun of me. New Orleans. Sorry, New Orleans. <laughs> I a... said New Orleans like a tourist. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I know. They all kept making fun of me, and I, I said, I promise I'll change it when I go back to Canada. And I did. <laughs> New Orleans. And I am now fully, re like, I was inspired before, but, like, the level of talent there and the bands and the musicians and the singers shocking and I, I it was almost like I got like a little bit um amped up and re-inspired and just pumped up for 2019 it was like the perfect thing to happen I thought I was excited about music before but then you go there and you listen to that and I it just took me to a whole other level it was crazy it is it's it's amazing and you know everybody has got these these amazing stories like I've met musicians that we didn't really click and that's fine and yeah. then there's other people like for yourself, for example, we've never met, you know, we get on the phone and it's almost instantaneous. It's like, Hey, you, you've been like, my I best feel, friend like for all my though. life. <laughs> I know, I know. It's so funny. Like, I don't know you at all, but I feel like we have, we are friends now. <laughs> I know. That's so crazy. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my God. I love that though. And that's another thing too, is like, the, the, in this community, especially in Toronto, too, there are so many talented people, and the surrounding areas, like where you live as well, and it's 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 everybody is very like minded, right? Like we all, even if you know, I I'm a pop singer and I also rap and I love to sing soul music and stuff like that. But you know, the guy that's playing guitar for me at my show, he's a folk singer. Like it's so, it's <laughs> such opposite music, but he also will play guitar for me, like amazing. Like so so people. I think that everybody, all, it doesn't matter what kind of music that you do or what your favorite kinds of music are, like everybody who's in the music or even artists and stuff like that as well. Everybody's very like-minded and usually like really cool and interesting to talk to. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. I think I went on a little mini tour here last year um, when I was living in New Brunswick. I came up went, uh, with a, a group of musicians from Windsor uh, into Quebec and then I drove oh. back home. And the best experience of it all wasn't so much the performance. It was it was meeting these people, listening to their style of music, being open to something new that I hadn't heard before, and just developing these relationships. We're all close now. Like, you know, I just yeah. had one of the girls on the show last week. She's from Toronto, too, and she's a pop singer. That's why I thought of her right away. And she's going over to country, and I'm laughing because I'm like, you really kick country. You do awesome at country, but I never would have thought you would have said yes to country. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, who is it? Who is that singer? Her name's Bree Taylor. Oh, that's a cool name. I love when people have good, like, famous people names. Bree Taylor is such a good name. <laughs> it is, so, isn't it? That's interesting. And then it's also interesting, like, one day I might meet Bree Taylor. You know what I mean? And, like, we could perform together in a show. And, like, it's a very small world as well here. Like, I, there's been people that I've, met one year and then you know five years later done the show with them and you never know who like who you're gonna meet again that kind of thing and it isn't the the road life like so you would have to drive to each like you did that mini tour so you're traveling with these people as well and that's a whole other thing that i don't even know if anyone will ever understand unless you're like a, a performer that travels on the road because it can be really tough but it's also the most fun thing ever too it is, and, it, and there's a bond that you get with people that never can be broken. Yes, yes. Unless you want to break it, but I mean, it, it really, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, 
and sometimes <laughs> yeah, maybe you will. Yeah, sometimes you do. <laughs> but it, it creates that family atmosphere because you have to trust each other. You have to. There's so many things that go into that that you're you're. It's like a forced marriage, right? Quick. Yes, and people are seeing you at your best and your worst. Because, like I remember, like you know, when I'm on stage and I have my hair and my makeup done and I'm performing and I'm all you know Stacy K. And then <laughs> that person sees me that night, and then the next morning when I've had two hours of sleep and I'm all disheveled coming to the van, like the van or whatever, like they they have to know you at your, you know, like like maybe I'm grumpy and we haven't eaten yet or whatever. Like like I don't tend to get grumpy, but, but like you, know, you never know. Like, I know that some people, like, you know, or, like, I get car sick. Like, things like that. There's all these things that happen. You have to be, like, so open to the people around you. You have to, like, basically, like you said, it's like a family, but you have to become their family member instantly. Like, you don't have time. (laughs) Yeah, you you can't ease into it. It's just like, okay, this is who I am. Get used to it now. (laughs) This is happening right now, yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. And it takes a lot of energy as a musician as well, right? Like, when you do shows at night, especially, too, I always try to explain this to my parents. Like, they they work from 9 to 5, and then they go to bed at, like, 10 p.m. or something. My night sometimes starts at 10 p.m., and you have a whole different schedule than, like, the rest of the world. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, but it's fun. I love it. I would never not want to do this. I love it so much. So you're doing this full time now, right? You're just doing music. That you're not doing like a side job, like to get the you know. No, I, I'm yeah, I'm just. I'm very very grateful to say that now. In the last couple of years, I've just been doing music, and it's awesome. I got to get back to that, but <laughs> I was doing it for a little bit, but like I had to, I had to reschedule my whole life. I said, like, you know, I got to fix everything up here. But it's really awesome that's okay. when you. Yeah, yeah, it, it, everything goes through a cycle, right? You know, yes. it just seems to, but if you're, you know, and it doesn't matter if you're playing music or if, you know, you're cleaning toilets, there's always something you're going to love about the job and there's always something you're going to hate about it. And you're still going to have to exactly. work hard to get where you want to go because there's competition out there everywhere. <laughs> A hundred percent. And, you know, like, there's been days that have gone by where I've thought to myself, okay, this might, it might just be easier to have, like, a, what I call, like, a normal person job. Because when you're a musician, you cannot stop. Like, we were talking about Instagram earlier. Like, yeah. it's, like, the job is, like, a 24-7 job. Like, you cannot stop. And if you do, you might be losing your own opportunities, right? But that being said, there are times where um, it's not smart to just be doing music full-time if that's not what is... Uh, like appropriate for that time like if you have to like take a reset and go okay this is what I need to be doing now I, I that has happened throughout my career so many times and I think that yes in the last two years or three years or whatever yes I've been fortunate but tomorrow I might be doing a, like a, what I call a normal person job again you know what I mean so yeah. like you never know it's like, it's a very um like um uh, what is it called? Like people don't know what's going to happen. Uh, unpredictable career, and you have to be okay with that. And not everybody's okay with that. <laughs> but you know, today, I mean, everything's unpredictable. I grew up in yeah. a, a generation, you know, that you know, you found a good job, and you worked there till you're 65, retired, and you had there you go. Even yeah. Ford is closing the doors on on you know some of their plants. You know, you see these uh. these major major companies that have been the mainstay of families for a couple of generations at least, they're not even what you can call stable anymore. The whole world economy is crazy. Nobody knows what what could tomorrow could bring. So what looks normal 
to what we have been taught to say is is a normal job. Yeah. You can't even depend on that anymore. There was a quote in Jim Carrey's. Jim Carrey had like a Netflix documentary. I'm going to say the quote terribly wrong, but he said something like, "You don't know if you're going to fail at that normal thing, so why not just." do the other thing like why not do the crazy thing because you don't know if you're going to fail at the other thing too right and like it's something he said better than that i promise but no you (laughs) know what i remember that i remember that because i remember being very inspired by what he said yeah that actually was a really great documentary i forgot about that i feel like i should watch it again (laughs) now we're gonna have to do that after the show you know that right (laughs) i know i know i have so many things to watch on netflix I'm glad that subscription was canceled too because I was starting to get be, be one of those couch potato Netflix people that just binge watched everything. Oh, it's so hard not to. Like they, they release like the best stuff and then I love like reality like crappy reality TV shows like cooking shows and stuff like that. I love them so much and you can get lost in Netflix. So you're right. I feel like I should cancel my... See, you're inspiring me to do all these things now. I'm going to, like, get off the phone. I'm going to cancel my my Netflix. I'm going to have no data on my phone left. Like, <laughs> you're like, you're, you changed my life. <laughs> you are funny. I've got to come see your show. <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to try to do a stand-up comedy routine for you. And it's I'll be the fool so waving funny. from the back of the audience yeah. saying, Hi! <laughs> Lady that I don't actually know. <laughs> so She's trying oh to get gosh. into my show. Bouncers kick her out, would you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, I hope you go. <laughs> I I hope I can come too. I'm I'm really I'm gonna put it on my calendar, and I'm probably gonna go to your website and get all the information so that I can make yeah. sure. And oh yeah, so, that's okay though. I, I never want people to feel guilty for not being able to come because there are always going to be other opportunities in the future. But that's true. But it's your <laughs> it's your release party, and it sounds like it's going to be quite the party. It will. I would totally will be. It's going to be awesome. Well, I want to thank you so very much for uh, joining me today on Carla's Coffee House. I had a blast. I've been inspired. Me too. <laughs> you're so funny, and you're so. I feel like I don't. Like I've, although I've never met you, and I totally be wrong the vibe that you give off you're like so calm and nice to talk to you and you're so funny and just like i feel like you are very interesting and you probably i feel like we could talk for 10 more hours i know me too and i'm thinking i'm gonna watch the time here because i'm gonna get in trouble (laughs) i know i know i always get in trouble for talking to you i'll send eric i'll send eric an email and tell him come on now eric share you can send her off my information so i'll give you my my cell phone number and stuff. Though. Okay, oh, you, ca- you got it. You can text me. Just text me <laughs> anytime. Awesome. And, and uh, um, I sure enjoyed it with you too. And I'm going to take it out tonight. So everybody listening, don't forget uh, Toronto, the January the 18th. And the name of the place is <laughs> the River Room. That's what I was going to say. The River <laughs> <laughs> Revival Bar. Revival, revival Bar the revival, at the River but... Room. <laughs> yeah, Revi- Revival Bar River Room. <laughs> But it's, it's, a, it's actually, if anyone knows where the Mod Club is, it's right across the street. Like, it's, like, exactly right across the street from the Mod Club. So it's really easy to find. There's parking, and it's going to be a great night. Awesome. There's parking. That's always good to know in Toronto, because you never know. And I know. What's There's lots of street parking and a big parking lot, too. Okay, so good. perfect. So at cost, what what should people bring in, for in, in their change pocket? What are they looking it at? It is um, $15 to get in, for that's for the whole night for all of the performers. And um, everyone's also going to be selling, like, merch and stuff as well. Like, they have, like, really cool 
Um, but everybody has like an album, and I think the, I think some of the guys have like cool like I also have like t-shirts and things like that. So if you're looking for some like just say you like us and you want to buy our merch after, but the the whole night costs only fifteen dollars for all of the entertainers that night. So it's a it's a good bang for their buck. <laughs> Absolutely, and if they don't have cash, can they use credit card or whatnot to buy the merch? Is that set up, or should they uh, have yeah, cash? Yeah, on I it? have a square reader. Yeah, you can use. I, I now now with the. 2018 I, or oh my gosh no it's 2019 yes 2019 you have to have i think all of these those like uh square reader things for credit card availability so yeah you can just bring your credit card you can buy your tickets uh, online in advance or i think you can buy them at the door but it's probably safer to buy them in advance online i would say because i think you're going to have a hit here i think it's going to be a great <gasps> show you. for you oh my gosh thank you so much well, I'm going to take it out, like I said, but I was going to do one other song, but I'm running short on time because we had so much fun. So I'm going to bring it out on your um, new cut, new type, off of your new album, 11 O'Clock Number, right? Yes, that's the title, yeah. Okay. So, and everybody, you know how to get a hold of the webpage, HGB Canada. Uh, we're going to have all that information up there, so you can come over to our website. We can show you how to get over to Stacy's website and get all the information that you need to get from her. And I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much, Stacy, for joining me. And I hope we'll stay in touch. Thank you so much. So nice to meet you. I'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. And once again, that was Stacy K from Toronto, Canada with uh, me here on Carla's Coffee House. And I'm grinning just like... Uh, hardcore here because I've had a good day of a lot of funny people and I love it. I love to laugh and I hope that's the way that I go out when it's my time to go. Die laughing. All right, here's new type and we will see you again uh, this Sunday night. We're going to have Jim Henman on the show. He was co-founder of April Wine. So we're going to be talking to him about the projects that he's done since that time and the projects that he's involved in now. And don't forget to check our webpage out because we have shows all over the board. We have uh, Colorado Phil now from 3 till 7 Eastern Time. And uh, you can catch him every day. You never know what kind of music he's going to play. He grabs some indie and just does his thing. So we let him have fun. And he's he's a great guy. You'll love him. All right. So here is New Type, Stacy K from 11 O'Clock Number. And we'll see you soon.
Look at the new 